All right, guys, Ryan Matthews with Optimum Athletes here. I'm with Lucas Giolito. This is actually really, really cool for me that came up this offseason. Lucas was uh, really young at the back end of my playing career, yeah. and I got to come out to um, Melbourne, Florida uh, on a rehab assignment, and Lucas was there. I think you were coming back from Tommy John, maybe? Yeah, yeah I had Tommy John back in 12. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I got to see him throw on a backfield in the chain link leagues, mm -hmm. carving up minor leaguers. So um, just seeing, getting him now when he's uh, in a, an established big leaguer now and just kind of seeing your career come full circle, man, it's been really cool for me to watch. And now it's really cool to kind of be part of it and, you know, be hands-on with you a little bit here in the offseason and just watch the way you go about your work, man. So um, I want to dive in a little bit of, like, what you think changed. Yeah. Like, um, not not so much like I know you didn't really struggle or maybe you did a lot of young players do but what was the uh what's the biggest difference from a young but the young big leaguer you were to the to the kind of like up and coming superstar that you are now man man oh man so much has changed let's see uh kind of starting the beginning um I did experience a lot of initial failure at the big league level yeah I I got called up uh back in 16, in my opinion, well before I was ready. Mm -hmm. um, struggled as a 21-year-old in the big leagues, a lot of up and down, got traded, um, you know, found my way back to the big leagues, and in my first full year, I just got exposed. Yeah. Um, luckily, I was with an organization that kind of gave me the opportunity to go out there every fifth day and, and learn from my failures and, right. and experience all that. But um, after the 2018 season where I was, you know, statistically probably one of the, the worst pitchers in the big leagues, if not the worst. Yeah, 2018, um, I was probably statistically the worst pitcher in the big leagues. So I knew that I had to make some changes. Right. There's no way that I could keep doing what I was doing and right. expect to have different results. Kind of the definition of insanity. Yeah, there, man. Ex exactly. <laughs> I was doing it for a couple of years and it was time to make some changes. Yeah. So I went uh, back home in the off season, kind of back to my circle of trust um, and went to my main pitching guy. His name's Ethan Katz. He's I now, know Ethan well. Yeah, you know Ethan minor well. League, minor league teammate. Do. Yeah. Kind of had him as a coach with the Angels when mm -hmm. I was uh, with the Angels. Yeah. Um, doing some stuff there. So I know Ethan well, yeah. Yeah, so I went back back to him. He was my pitch coach in high school. Cool. So um, he basically suggested to me, hey, I think that you should get on a uh, plyo care routine, the plyo balls, the drive line type balls. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see you uh, get on this thing called the core velocity belt. Yeah. Um, kind of train your hips a little bit better uh, because my lower half mechanics were kind of a mess and uh, my arm action was so long that it was just hard for me to be on time. Yeah. The, the, big the big thing for me physically was that when my foot was striking, my arm was all over the place. Yes. It, sometimes I'd be lucky and be on time, but most of the time it was late. Yeah. Um, so we got to work on the physical end um, immediately. Uh, I started with my plyo care routine. You know, you got the reverse throws, the pivot picks, the um, uh, walk-in throws, those right. kinds of things. And uh, I started on those, uh, kind of segued into playing catch with the baseball. And uh, my 
main point of emphasis was just be athletic. Yeah. Try and throw like a shortstop. Exactly. Uh, be more efficient. Um, the plyo care balls, I mean, the, I guess the way that I was throwing them just translated right into throwing a baseball. Yeah. And it shortened up my arm action. Right. That heavy implement just kind of took care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I know that uh, you could probably speak on the science uh, of that way better than I could. I don't know about science much, but, but uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I can jargon it up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, essentially it shortened me up a little bit. Um, and then kind of that working in tandem with the core velocity belt stuff. Um, I do want to make a point that when it comes to tools like the core velocity belt, I think that it's very important that you have that base uh, understanding of your body and how it moves. Right. Um, you know, that, you know, having a good uh, trainer or uh, training group that you're with where you're learning about your body and how to activate certain muscles. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, that's something I've been working on for years and years right. and years, like learning how to turn on my glute and not necessarily have my quad turn on. Exactly. Or um, understanding the, like how the kinetic chain works. Right. Um, so with that kind of baseline of like, okay, I'm strong, like I know. You got that first basically before we relied on a tool to make changes. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, you know, the strength was there, the mobility was there. It was just that like missing piece of, I guess like brain to body connection of like, man, why aren't I driving down the yeah, mound? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's missing? And, and for me, uh, the core velocity belt kind of put me into that position uh, to where I was actually feeling driving down the mound, cool. feeling like that hip, I guess they call it the hip hinge. Yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of like feeling getting into my hip and, and riding down the slope. And, uh, you know, put that, put that together with the, the work I was doing with the plyo balls, shortening my arm action, and I was able to develop much more repeatable mechanics. That's great. And That's when you great. have repeatable mechanics, you're gonna find a lot more success throwing the ball in the strike zone. Make a lot more quality pitches, that's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I'd say that from the physical end, that was, uh, those are the big changes and that's kind of what led to, to a lot of success. Um, but there's a whole nother side with the <laughs> mental. Oh yeah, uh, now, we're, now we're talking a different demon. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to ask Let, Let's. Uh, I want to go into this a little bit. like. Um, just my experience, like in the minor leagues or even as a young player, uh, in college or something like that, how did you have the confidence or how did you get to the point to take that ownership and be like, I got to make a change that maybe not necessarily the organization agrees with, mm -hmm. or that the organization is pushing or that a, co a coach has mentioned, you know? So a lot of times players, I know I did as a player was reluctant to kind of educate myself and be like, hey, this is what I think I need to do. Yeah. And it sounds like you kind of got to a point where it was like, I need to make this this choice or I might see my career by the wayside. And um, how did you get to that point and have the confidence to make a change yourself? Yeah, it it took it took a lot of a lot of like internal struggle, honestly. Um, you know, having that year in 18 where I was just getting, you know, getting crushed. Yeah, you know, I'd go, go, I, I went out there, I had some starts where I didn't make it out of the first, second inning. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and for me, there were a lot of low points in that year, but just kind of having that like little spark um, kind of deep down that was like, I, I know I'm better than this. Right. 
I know that I, uh, I'm going to be able to push past this, but I can't keep doing the same thing that I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew that changes needed to be made and I'm, I'm very lucky in that I've surrounded myself with so many people that want to see me succeed. Um, I know the White Sox organization wanted to see me succeed and Absolutely. they were giving me all the opportunities. Right. The biggest thing for me was just knowing that I had to change something and committing to that. Right. Having full commitment in and trust that when I make these changes so I can be more on time mm -hmm. and I can put myself in a better, better, better position to um, deliver the baseball essentially that I'm going to find the success I'm looking for. That's like great. you have to have that internal confidence and know that you're going to, um, that you're going to make it, that you're going to be successful, yeah. that you're going to, you know, go out there and be the guy that, you know, is going to get guys out. You know, that's, that's what, that's what it takes in order to have, consistent long-term success right. you know I for me I feel like I'm just scratching the surface and there's so much more work to be done um, you know there's so much more to learn uh, you know speaking with some of the best pitchers around the league you're learning and you're growing until the day you retire absolutely even at like in your late 30s oh yeah uh, if you have you know a 15-year career you're still learning things until the day you retire and yep. you can never ever be satisfied. Right. So, uh, I don't know. It took me a while and it took a lot of struggle and took a lot of negative thoughts and it took a lot of, um, you know, unfortunate things happening. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing is having that, that internal confidence right. of, you know, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be successful. You know, you just have to sometimes buy into something that might be a little bit weird or a little different to be able to get there. Right. Go against the grain a little bit. Yeah. And that's just a message I want to send to young players, man, is it's okay to have a say-so in your own career. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be dictated by a coach or anything like that. Yeah. All right. So just to finish this up, man, what are, what are we looking to do this year? What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you excited for, man, going into Chicago this year? Man. Uh, huge year last year. Build upon that. What, what, what are you excited about? I, I'm excited about the trajectory of our team in general. Beautiful. Um, it's been a lot of losing. I've seen a lot of losing. Um, I've been a part of a lot of losing for the last three years. Um, I'm ready for us to turn that corner um, and just move into winning baseball. You know, having that winning culture uh, in the clubhouse. Um, for me, I'm, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I, I, we have so much talent with our team, and we just got a lot more this offseason. The White Sox have been you know, making a lot of moves. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to get to spring training, get to work, meet a bunch of the new guys, and uh, get close with everybody so that we can you know, hopefully make a, a nice playoff push uh, come season. Fantastic, man. Well, I've seen all your hard work this offseason. I'm excited to watch it, dude. So. Uh Thanks for doing this, and um, we'll let you get to work. Yeah, appreciate right, it, man. Yep. Of course. Thanks for doing that, dude. Appreciate you. Good stuff. Good stuff.